0: Welcome to episode six of Macro Hack Radio. Today, we talk about a MythBuster hashtag team no days off. We talk about the implications of team no days off, how it can happen and how it can really drive people into a very unhealthy cycle of overdoing it and then giving up and then overdoing it and giving up and talk about how to maybe build in some more sustainable habits for long-term success. So here's Tyler and Leanne with hashtag team no days off.
1: All right, so we're back for another episode of Macrohack Radio. And thank you for joining us. I'm Tyler Mayer and I'm with Miss Leanne Thompson. <laughs> and we want to talk about today about uh, another myth mythbuster in a way, but no uh, team no days off and what that looks like and how intense it can be when you're at a team no days off mentality and how also how destructive it can be at the same time because most commonly it leads to a destructive path when sure you say it
2: yes and i think it's the tendency for most humans to want to go there at some point and i would say it's a really common trend we see with a lot of our clients where they're almost like pushing us to like punish them or make them do more because it's something that the human mind becomes very comfortable with when they are really fixated on a goal it's like the more I do the faster the better so they're like pushing us to like killing them
1: so this was similar to uh, I don't know if you guys seen the um how to lose 20 pounds in 20 days video (laughs) that me and Lee I made a while back this is a couple years ago we made it and it's kind of related to this in a way there's some things that we talked about in it where when you start a diet what's the first thing you usually think of when you start this diet when you when you let's say you come from be, doing nothing when you come from being sedentary not working out at all not eating right at all you're overweight yes and you just want to get back into a routine or you just want to work out you want to get in shape what does that usually look like Leanne?
2: i think most people think we need to get in and do a lot of cardio we
1: need to do a ton we are of doing work some we yeah, need to go all out i want i'm really <laughs> ramped up i'm amped to it's monday i'm starting my new diet I want to get this going. I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to eat nothing but just rice, ground turkey, chicken and healthy broccoli, healthy foods. foods yeah. And then they feel really good with the eating, you know, because they're doing it good for a couple of days. They're losing some pounds. And at the same time, they think they need to do a ton of cardio. So they'll go to the gym, do a lot of cardio, maybe do some weights. Um, usually the weights are, this is common, they'll do a couple things of weights a, a week, but the cardio really gets yeah, crushed.
2: that becomes the huge focus. But
1: what they try and focus too much on is getting into the gym every day of the week. When in reality, this can create burnout pretty quickly.
2: So quickly. And what it also does is creates a ridiculous amount of hunger, which is highly derailing. Yes, So exactly. now we're eating every two hours, so our blood sugar is totally out of whack from what we do on a normal basis we're feeling super hungry because of that we're also eating like no fats so your body is just like what are we doing here and then we just threw like an hour of cardio on top of it yes spin class with all the disco lights and we were (laughs) (laughs) pedaling
1: the disco lights yes I love the disco lights.
2: So it's always a good scenario, and people don't realize that they're really spinning their wheels because... Yes.
1: Now, it'll last for like a week or two where you're maybe feeling in the groove, where you feel good. In Two weeks is actually a pretty long amount of time to be able to sustain something like that yeah it
2: really is going
1: all out now the
2: reason people think it's rewarding i will say this and being a woman i can really and i
1: can i know you're gonna say this this is a bad thing so
2: flat and they see the the scale dropping and all you're feeling is really really flat so you're equating that with being really lean meaning your muscle bellies are not filled up so you you're kind of wringing yourself out like a sponge so to speak so you're just like feeling like a I don't know. Just.
1: And you feel tighter too.
2: Yeah, like they, but it's not a great look <laughs> in the yeah. long run. You're yeah, kind of getting skinny fat. You're more <laughs> at
1: risk of losing more muscle yeah. that way. So now you have to look at it this way where if you don't even know how much food you're eating in the beginning, if you're you know, starting this new regimen or diet, and you, let's say the person eats on average, over 3,000 calories a day, and they don't even know they're doing that. Okay, that's just on average. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're trying to eat 1,500 calories because they're just really trying to go hard. Now, you're going to lose a lot of weight quickly. You're going to lose, in the first week, is a lot of glycogen drops, Mm -hmm. and it's mostly just water. So that always feels good. You have a good, depending on how how heavy you are Mm -hmm. and how much weight you need to lose. Your
2: clothes will definitely start to feel different. You look different in the mirror.
1: And so the problem is, too, is when you do that much activity and you do this extreme dieting, it feels rewarding, mm-hmm. so you think that 's what I need to do to get there, yep, and because of that reward system that we get is now our mentality is thinking we need to keep going team
2: no days off is team correct. no days
1: <laughs> off is just the way to go, yeah so one thing that me and Leanne do with our coaching is we really take things slowly into the coaching process because we 've done this before in the past, like uh, when I first started coaching, I would have people go all out right right out of the gate, I mean, I'd send them a ton of information in the beginning have them do a lot of activity, thinking that was the way to do it. And I always found people just would get crushed peter and, out. and yeah. peter out. And so now we, we do it in a way where it's very slow, <laughs> but it's a- adhered to you specifically, where we even do that with um, our, our group coaching too. We do that with our group coaching where we we basically set up a program for them to be able to do it slowly and adhere to that specific person. Totally. Because if an athlete comes to us and they're already doing a lot of working out and they're pretty advanced, we're not going to be like, all right, now let's take it easy. Yeah, or we're going to do, do it guy. appropriate to what they're doing. But if you're starting out and most of you that are listening are probably people that are starting out or just, you know, work out every once in a while and, and are into it. Um, we encourage you to just take it slow so if you want to ramp it up just ramp it up like one session
2: yeah don't get carried away. don't
1: get carried away let's not get crazy so the diet portion should be in check first that's always the number one thing is a diet
2: and the reason why sorry to interrupt no go for one it one thing is that i just like probably at least a couple times a month i'll remind people to start <clears throat> getting into the team no days off mentality um Still, the vast majority of calories burned across the day is your resting metabolic rate and non-exercise activity. So people far overestimate the worth of actual exercise in a gym as compared to the total calories burned in a day. And that leads to a very derailing um, approach overall. Because again, this is what like leads us to this team no days off thing of like you're going so hard, but you're not realizing probably over time you're almost like derailing yourself worse because you get so hungry too that then you can't adhere to your macros or your diet so it makes the whole thing just like way worse it's just fully chaotic
1: so and also too um yeah to add to that even those that are even advanced you'll see uh, even if we go hard for a week or two or if they do it just consciously knowing that they're not telling us they're doing it mm-hmm Um, If you're trying to make up for your overeating tendencies too... It does not work. It does not work. If you're trying to do extra cardio, you're trying to do extra activity, extra lifting, just in in the purpose of trying to get rid of what you just overdid, counterbalancing you're going to break down where eventually hunger is going to kick in so high that you're going to keep overeating. Cycle. And it. then you're going to keep doing more work because you think that's what you need to do to get the weight off. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is you don't weigh yourself. So, for example, here's a pattern of something that we see with a client. I'm just giving an example. This is not particular to any of our clients specifically. It's so
2: many. <laughs> just to like
1: put a disclaimer out there, this is not someone we're picking on. This is just an example. And it happens so much. It happens it's so like, much yeah. and so often. So, um, So, for example, if... Uh, they weigh consistently them, them, themselves and we just use, by the way, we use the scale as a tool of means of a small part of progress, not fully progress, not all of your progress. Yeah. Um, but we also look in factor of how they're looking uh, with pictures and then also um, in body your body fat testing if they're local and then uh, just how they're feeling and Close what they're doing with their, how their clothes like are fitting measurements. And then uh, way more factors than just a scale. But I'm going to use a, the scale as a, just an example in this scenario. So with the scale, they weigh consistently and you see the patterns. All of a sudden, they're not weighing themselves at all for, it's usually through the weekend. Or like a couple days out of the weekend, like Monday and Tuesday.
2: Yeah.
1: And all of a sudden, they're weighing Wednesday and they're back to normal where they were with their normal intake. But their intake is tracking normally. And you ask them, <clears throat> what would you do over the weekend? And they kind of give you some story of, well, I did this, this, and this, but they're not specific about how much they ate. And they're like, well, I, I eat a lot. I just ate so much food, and but that, but yet I hit my macros. Yeah. You're tracking perfectly.
2: Contradictory things happening. Yes.
1: Do you see these patterns where over the weekend they're not weighing and tracking as much? They're tracking. They're showing us they're tracking, but they're really not being honest. And then eventually later you find out, okay, yeah, I was overeating. I just was too scared to weigh myself. Um so but the scale is going up and then by midweek, you know, they're doing extra activity to try and get their weight down because they don't want to think us to think that they're failing or they're um, letting us down, which Which is is, not true. Yeah, not true at all. Not true at all. So this pattern comes into then they finally break down, they tell us where they're saying, I'm just so hungry or like this could totally be a different story and scenario where we could have changed food. Right. Your food could have been higher. You could have done a more productive, in a productive manner where you're now, instead of trying to go all out even more, Mm -hmm. just get back at it and you'll be normal.
2: Yeah. What better way to feel successful than to not only meet your own expectations, but to like be honest with your coach so that they can develop a plan that makes sense for you instead of putting these unreasonable expectations on you that you can't actually do. Then we're all just living a big lie and it's like, why? No one's getting better. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, the, the truth will set you free. It's such a <laughs> tr- cheesy quote, but it's so true because if you're doing extreme things and you're not telling your coach or not telling someone you're working with... Um,
2: or even if you're not being honest with yourself. With
1: yourself. That's the most important yeah. part is with yourself. Yeah. Uh, because then otherwise you're not going to succeed in this whole mm. thing and you're going to really, really mess up your mind even more. For real. And so we've also found too, this is interesting, um, with in-body testing, those who are local those who go through this pattern of overdoing it on overeating over exercising to try and make up for it by having these big swings in their weight we find that a lot of people lose muscle tremendously crazy. from this and we're always you know the in body is based off water levels and it can make a difference but even we found that even if their water levels are still the same they, they lose a lot of muscle so because crazy. of it
2: and they kind of look different yes yeah, so just yeah. like what
1: you said about them being skinny fat mm-hmm. you do lose a, a substantial amount of muscle so you get squishier mm-hmm. and um not like, as tight yeah not as tight so that's one thing you want to take into consideration if you're doing this pattern you tend to lose more muscle like when i did my first show um years ago in 2007 i did this i i i can talk about this because i know the patterns i've done it myself where I lost a lot of muscle during my prep, and you can see it. And I was 171, but then years later, or a few years later, when I did it properly and did it slower, I was the same weight and looked dra- vastly different. So
2: funny.
1: Way, way different. Way, way better, um, and retained more muscle. So we can go on the topic about conver- or co- topic of conversation of um, cardio choices. So, what do you recommend, uh, Lee, with just starting? Someone starting out with cardio.
2: So I think the key thing to, you know, define is like, what are the types of cardio? Cause we have, when people come to us, they'll tell us they're doing many different types of cardio and it's important to define like, what does that actually mean so that you can use each one as a tool appropriately and correctly. So there are, there's like steady state cardio, low intensity, steady state cardio, moderate intensity, higher intensity. Um, and all of this can vary. It has a lot of subjectivity from person to person because it, it depends how hard have you pushed yourself across your life. The same goes for HIT. We see a lot of people say they do HIT cardio or like high intensity cardio for like 30 minutes. And-, and Or an hour. As like an, a- yeah, as somebody with an athletic background or like, oh my God, like you would be dead and or like, uh, I don't know, an Olympian if you're able to do HIT for that long effectively. So it's important to define what each one means. And again, there's some subjectivity with all of it, but you could use like heart rate zones or like perceived exertion, things like that. Um, But the bottom line with cardio is depending on what you decide you're going to do and or what your coach assigns you, the bottom line with it is doing it effectively. There's no point in... Like doing hours and hours of cardio and making things unsustainable, especially if you're not like getting in there and making it something effective (laughs) towards your goal. So like we, and again, not picking on people, but anybody can see this. If you walk into any LA fitness or whatever gym you go to, you see people on cardio equipment and they're doing like the most lackadaisical Cardio, you've ever seen in your (laughs) life, and like I don't know their goals, but most of these people that are doing all this cardio have looked the same for like 20 years. I've gone to the same gym ish for like 15 years, and like there are people that literally look exactly the same, and they're always doing cardio, always doing it the same way. So, I mean, that's a really powerful point where it's like it's important to do what you're doing with a purpose and be in there doing it with a purpose and, and make it sustainable and make it strategic and everything like that. So I guess so, anyways, tangent, but yeah, we touched on those are the types of cardio
1: that brings a good point of cardio. Okay. So <clears throat> not to go out sidetrack here from our initial agenda, but <laughs> with, with cardio. Okay. So let's talk about the differences of cardio a little bit deeper. So when you run on a treadmill mm-hmm. compared to running outside, What's the difference with that?
2: Obviously... Something
1: like d- in m- equipment's compared to doing it with you're actually resi- or using resistance against yourself.
2: Yeah, so I think the thing... Well, obviously, we see many people like you're holding on. So
1: that's... Holding on to the rails. A huge
2: thing. And obviously, you're being propelled mechanically by the actual treadmill. So you have to take into account that it is not as much exertion like towards the activity as it would be if you were doing it outside.
1: So what have you found for women specifically? Man... Just a huge difference with your clients of having them run outside compared to doing cardio inside on some kind of machine.
2: Yeah, I'm to the point now where pretty much if people are having trouble losing fat um, and getting leaner, it's assigned... Outdoor running period. So
1: yeah, go for it.
2: Yeah, it's just you can't cheat it. So if you're outside, even if you're running maybe a little bit slower, like say you're pacing it and you're you're technically running slower than like the treadmill told you or whatever, like you're going to be exerting more um, effort towards getting yourself from A to B because our bodies don't like moving like that. It's painful. That's why people avoid running. It's extremely taxing. So doing an activity like that for half the time you were doing it in a gym on a treadmill or doing the elliptical at quote unquote six miles per hour or something like that like you're going to be using and burning so many more calories and be so much more effective towards burning fat if you're running outdoors so it comes down
1: to exertion totally of people are just so timid with actually pushing themselves.
2: Yes. And a lot of lying to ourselves goes on in this too, I think, honestly. (laughs) I've
1: I've had clients where I've, I've walked in on them on cardio accidentally at the gym. Yeah. And they'll say they're doing so much cardio, but I saw them, watched them do it, and they literally are just... Snail's pace. Snail's pace. Yeah. Just really like this... I never forget this one guy years ago when I first started coaching he was doing the recumbent bike he was <laughs> the recumbent literally like
2: the best literally
1: so slow Chill. on there and he would tell me you do like an hour of cardio and I'm like man he is not Oh losing. yeah like and it just and I'm like is this how you always do cardio he's like yeah I'm like that's not cardio dude you're dude. just you're like increasing your knee that's not You could be in you're like for a quarter of the
2: time <laughs> Yeah you're
1: not exerting exerting yourself so again like good point you just made instead of if you're assigned let's say this is a pretty drastic extreme an hour of cardio a day let's mm-hmm. just say you could literally change your physique in half of that mm-hmm. time amount of time truly by pushing yourself a little bit more compared to doing more and not looking any different yes so <laughs> um, true. but also to the the amount of food you eat and adherence is the number one key to all of that this kind of leads into resistance training and lifting So lifting plays a huge role, and if you're one that doesn't lift, we highly encourage lifting to help tone, quote-unquote tone, and shape your body. You're not going to get huge by lifting. That's another dogmatic thing that we could debunk uh, a little bit, too, is uh leanne you can probably touch on that more on the women's side
2: yeah and i mean i think both men and i've heard like both almost say that like i don't want to look like a bodybuilder true
1: you're not going to look like a bodybuilder it's like
2: good luck like a lot of us have been trying for 20 years to look like bodybuilders and here i am still like 120 something pounds soaking wet so you're not going to just touch a weight and And magically just like Boom, rah, like huge yeah. gains, like not gonna happen. It
1: does not happen. It's and not the one happen. thing that drives me nuts too is when people say, "I'm not a bodybuilder." Yeah, that's that's like my biggest pet peeve is, like we like we treat all our clients as a bodybuilder. We yeah, don't. Yeah, pretty
2: much. I don't we think don't. really do it all. Yeah. No,
1: we don't. Because here's the thing: is everyone needs to reach a goal. Everyone wants results so if you want to talk about um the intensity of a bodybuilder okay Mm -hmm. not just working out but eating Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when you talk about eating and how the people adhere bodybuilders just adhere more to everything that's like
2: an end goal yes
1: and everyone has an end goal so if you want to reach (laughs) an end goal and you want abs let's just say Mm -hmm. you have to like adhere and follow the freaking plan in order to get there just bodybuilders stick to it longer And more consistently, Mm -hmm. whereas a lot of other people are really off and on Mm -hmm. a lot. And so it takes a little bit longer.
2: Turns out, like, the thing is, is that what it all boils down to is how badly do you truly want that end goal? And are you thinking of it with each decision you're making during the day? You're eating, you're cardio, you're lifting. Do you really want the end goal or do you want this thing that's in front of you more? And the only difference between competitors and non-competitors is they have that firm date of standing up there in a very small undergarment. And being, you know, showing the world or half the world, their, their body. So they have this strong end date that kind of propels them, but it's all, it's the same for all of us. It really is breaking your day into individual decisions and deciding how badly do I want this end result? Is this worth it to me, right? This moment, or is the bigger end goal worth it? And if the bigger end goal wins most of the time, that's when you're going to succeed and truly change.
1: So if you want to look at it in a way of like your job if you're sucking at your job and you really want this job and you really like it and you want to keep it, you're not like working at a job where you don't like you don't care about. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're working at a job that you really like and you keep messing up stuff mm-hmm. and then your boss is like, you got to fix this otherwise you're going to lose your job. You're going to do everything in your power to fix that because there's a lot of, lot of things that play a role. Things like financially, yeah. you're going to not have your house anymore. You're not going to be able to live. You're going to change. Mm-hmm. You're going to make that better. So this is kind of the same scenario where... How bad do you want it? How bad do you want this job? How bad do you want this physique? Whatever your goal is, um, uh, it, just to kind of add to that again, I keep rambling a bunch of stuff here. But it's hard, yeah. I talked to Cliff Wilson on the phone once and he's a big coach in the Midwest and he he's writing a book on motivation. And so um, it was really interesting because he was t- telling me a lot of concepts and stuff that he was talking about. But really, at the end of the conversation, he's like, really, all of this I'm talking about is how bad you want it. It is. That's really all it is, is exactly what you said, is how bad you want it. And that's – we'll kind of jump into, again, resistance training with all of that, okay? So um, going hard with all of this, if you're mixing lifting (laughs) and and, and cardio, um, it can become like a a disastrous type – result.
2: Yeah. It, it can hurt if you dive so, in there yeah. too hard. Like. So
1: what you're going to do is you're going to get a lot of soreness. You're going to get a lot of DOMS, mm-hmm. uh, delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, it's going to hurt. Like I've had my mom tell me, your but that's classic. my poor mom, I have a lot of things I could say about her and I love her <laughs> to death. But my mom, one time, uh, I talked to her, she's like, I want to get results. I want to get in shape. And I'm like, you got to lift, you got to do this, you know, just do these small things. She's like, when it came to lifting, she's like, yeah, but Tyler, it hurts so bad. I hurt so bad afterwards <laughs> yeah. that I just can't move. Like, I guarantee if you keep doing this, it's not going to hurt as much. Yeah. And what's funny is another topic about my mom, She this was like a bef- long time ago, but recently <laughs> she did yoga and she was calling me on the phone. I love it. Like it was emergency, like, like no, someone died time, in right. my family <laughs> and she was calling me and calling me, texting me, Tyler, <laughs> just call me back. And he talked to you about something. I thought someone was gonna die or someone was dying. And because my mom doesn't do that unless it's like really important, so I called her back and I stepped outside for a little bit, called her back. She's like, Tyler, I just tried doing yoga. And it was a it was an hour class and I was twenty minutes into it and I just I was so fatigued and so tired and I was so dizzy and so nauseous that I couldn't finish. What is wrong with me? I'm like, mom, you're just out of shape. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you're out of shape. It was funny as she keeps that. doing it. And now she's like, it's easier. Awesome. <laughs> and so that like, it, it helps a lot if you just stick with it.
2: Yeah, it absolutely does. And that becomes like, too, that's another really derailing thing is like that all or nothing mindset where it's either all or we back off to nothing and not realizing that the middle ground is going to be something that your brain and your body can keep up with instead of these extremes of like back and forth Um, and i think most humans tend to be very like all or nothing with stuff so
1: so if you're all or nothing you're more at risk of uh, injury yeah you're more at risk for um major weight fluctuations Mm -hmm. which can cause a lot of extreme hunger yeah. Um, which can lead to overeating. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, um, inflammation can play a role. So women, even for example, and this happens to more women than men, infl- inflammatory responses yeah, all where month long. yeah, so then their <laughs> weight kind of goes up and stays a little bit longer than <laughs> you know the average person. Also, hormones play a, a role in factor mm-hmm. in that. Um, but yeah, you're gonna also. Um, you know, you got to stick stick with your diet. That's going to be the one thing that's going to help with recovery. Um, but yeah, all these things play a huge role and in factor into each other. Just take things one day at a time. Don't go to the extreme. Um, what's something that we can do just to, for the listener to, to go over? Like, what's like a, a plan starting out? What does that kind of look like activity wise?
2: I think it probably looks a little different for everybody. But I think a great goal is to shoot for if you're just like a normal person and you're starting out and you don't do much like obviously if you're doing absolutely nothing start with a couple days of doing something start with a couple days of like full body workout whether that means at home you're doing body weight stuff or whatever and start with a couple walks and then maybe in a couple weeks try to ramp up to three or four you know resistance training i i would say prioritizing resistance training especially for females because there's so much info out there that will try to push you towards focusing on cardio and starving yourself i promise you that will never give you the look that you want ever 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 <laughs> nobody on the cover of a magazine is doing that you saw and you're like i want to look like that they are not doing hours of cardio and eating nothing. You will never look like that if you continue to do that year after year after year. So again, do something different. Prioritize the resistance training. Try to get in there three or four days. Um, start with you know total body workouts or break it up. Do what you're comfortable with. There's tons of good resources online. Um, look stuff up and then make that your priority of getting in there and then use your cardio to support whatever your nutrition is like it should not be outrageous at first because you should be relying on being consistent with your nutrition to get some drops going in to you know tighten up and get toned and look leaner and drop body fat and stuff like that so just yeah <laughs> like,
1: yeah it's um so resistance training is number one priority over absolutely. cardio so if you had to pick one or the other pick resistance training Every for sure time. Um, so if you have four days of working out just in general, Mm -hmm. pick at least over half of that, two or three days of lifting and then maybe one of cardio or maybe all of them with resistance training and just cycle out your workouts depending on uh, what you have access to. But don't be afraid to get in the gym too. I think a lot of people are just afraid of the gym. Mm -hmm. If you go to the gym, just start hitting the machines. Like go to, this sounds cheesy and and easy, but Planet Fitness has like the circuit, thing that you can do that they literally you look at a light and you just do the exercise until it goes red and then you switch to the next one Mm -hmm. like something so easy like that is so powerful it's cool cool if you're just starting out and then you can you know move into like the more freeway area and stuff like that but don't be afraid to lift a weight don't be
2: afraid and also the other thing that i think is like a big sort of misnomer in the fitness world and especially for those generations that are like older i'm almost 40 but like i know women that are older than me, like 40, 50, 60, like my mom I know probably has this similar viewpoint where it's like, I feel when women go into the gym, they think that people that are fit or that look fit are going to be the most judgy or the most you know, elitist type attitude towards them if they were to ask for help or something like that. And the bottom line is that is the exact opposite probably of what you're expecting. Cause those that are fitness minded and look fit they do this because they love it and they've been doing it for years and they know what it's added to their life. So usually those that you go up to if they look fit, they're not going to judge you or think that you're less because you're just starting out. They're going to be fired up to share something that's like been so awesome for them. So like just yeah, go out on a limb maybe and and get out of your comfort zone and ask somebody for help or don't be afraid to look at what they're doing or whatever and and just get out there and like start doing it.
1: Cause here's the thing: is we all started somewhere. Yeah. We all started at one point. I remember when I was in high school, I was so scared to go to the gym. I was so scared because I'll tell you a reason why. You're gonna laugh. I don't know if I, I ever remember. told you this before. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I was dating this girl at the time, and her brother was a junior or senior in high school, and he's a big athlete in the school. And I was a eighth grade. Awesome.
2: And like I was so scared.
1: My my high school football coach was kept you know trying to push me into getting the gym and lifting because he wanted me have to play varsity. Leg or something? Well then, I, then? Broke, well, no. I broke well, this is before I broke my leg. Gotcha. And so um I was scared to go in the gym because he was really judgy. You know, well he wasn't you know, the thing is as I got to know him, he wasn't judgy. He was just outgoing and he would, you know, make fun of people, but I realized he'd make fun of people that he liked. Gotcha. And so um I didn't know his personality that well, and once I got to know him, I'm like, Well, this isn't as bad. But I broke my leg, which was like the best thing that ever happened <laughs> in my life. I broke my leg oh, in three spots in <laughs> and was unable to play football in eighth grade the last half of the season and part of my basketball season. Because of that, I was actually able to go to the gym. The gym was open by myself because everyone was at practice, so I'd just go to the gym.
2: Nice.
1: And so I got comfortable with the weights before actually people came in. Mm-hmm. So if you have stuff you can do at home, just try and do stuff on your own. Build and that that built confidence. Yeah. And so... Um, just by him seeing me in there every day, mm-hmm. he started to like me more. Um, just like that, like people that go to the gym a lot, they're going to see you and see, they might come up to you and compliment. Like, I, I've i seen you really do well here. Absolutely. Like, we do that all the time. Yeah. I see people. and
2: Like, pass it along, too. Pass like, it along. Start Absolutely. Going, like, you see somebody putting in the Absolutely. work, pass it along. Don't be afraid Absolutely. to like,
1: talk to new people. Don't be afraid because you don't know their story either. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. we know that have drug addiction, they use workouts as a way to get rid of that or to stay away or um, you don't know they come from a bad history where they got picked on or you just don't know what their story is. So definitely ask and don't be afraid. And um, less is more because yes. it's going to help you so much in the end. I One story before we sign off here, but um, my real, most recent client mm-hmm. that I can think of, we've had several that have said this as we worked with many clients over the years, Um, this one guy that I work with and he might be listening as I'm saying this, but I'm not going to say his name. He was always an advocate of working out as much as he could seven days a week, doing tons of cardio, eating a ton. Yeah. So, um, this guy is an incredible, like he's very incredibly consistent. He works hard. He lifts hard. He lifts heavy. He's, um, come from a background. I, I don't know if he's actually much of an athlete back in the day. I've never asked him that, but, um, he is very consistent on point when he came to me, he was scared, pardon my French, he was scared to death. I don't want to say the word, <laughs> but he was so scared to take days off or to pull back his volume and to eat properly, according and actually eat a little bit more than what he was doing before and shift his ratios that he's made more progress in the last year than he has in like the, in his entire time of lifting. And working out and he's like I don't care he's like I will do whatever you say he's like I'm a firm advocate of um, less is more and now sometimes he try and g- gets in the mindset of doing more and I'm like no you gotta pull back Don't do that, yeah. and so he is very thankful and has made tremendous progress by just doing less is more not spending three hours a day in the gym doing 22 sets of squats yeah. uh, in one session and yeah. doing actually doing like 100 sets of something in a week Damn. Um, and doing tons and tons of lifting. Um, just kind of taking it more as a DUP style. But anyway, that's, yeah. uh, that's what makes us love doing what we do.
2: It's pretty cool. And realize too that if you like, whether it's a coach and you hire a coach or even just a friend to like help keep each other accountable, the goal, we all want to tend towards like this all or nothing thing, but the goal truly with fitness and probably should be with anything in life is to like do exactly what's needed to do to see the result and that's it don't do more because then you're expending resources that you need to use later down the line to keep things sustainable and to keep seeing the progress that you're seeing so it's like do as much as little as you can to see the best result and keep your life in order and balanced and getting you know seeing progress and feeling successful cuz that's the other thing is you're just eventually going to make yourself feel unsuccessful if you start doing so much stuff that you can't keep up with it then we want to quit, then it's not
1: good. <laughs> so before we sign off here, or we're, we're going to give, we haven't done this in our podcast. So we'll give a small plug on our coaching stuff. But um, those of you, we're actually not taking on one-on-one people uh coaching or clients right now. But if you're interested in just getting started uh joining our group coaching, we would love to help you and get you started with something just to get the wheels turning a little bit. Or even we have Um, our team up slum down program too where it's self paced where you can do it on your own as well and have everything written up for you to do so uh, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, until next time we'll see you guys later see
2: you later
0: Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today on Macro Hack Radio. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review, and hit that subscribe button so that way you can be updated whenever we publish a new episode. We hope to see you next time here on Macro Hack Radio, and don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram on at The Flexible Dieting, at Nams Cert, and at TMT Nutrition to see what we are up to on the daily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.